on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF This is where you send in the Qs And I'm gonna give you the AFs, alright? Everywhere else you get the answers, here you get the AFs. That's just how we do shit. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. We do a number of different formats of shows. We do CTI, which is Cruise the Internet, which is basically a current event show. Uh, humorous take on the fuckery that's going on in society. Then we have Real Talk, which is basically where I get on and tell you the uncomfortable truth of the scenario and then you write me emails about how I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, then we have full-length episodes, which are bringing on heroes and a very accomplished people who kick ass in life and figuring out how they do it. Uh, and then we have Q&AF, which is what you're listening to now. And um, I think I already described that. So what do we got? We got a fee? Yeah, we do have a fee for you new guys. Um, unlike most other shows, I don't fill your ears with a bunch of bullshit. Uh, well, I do, but just I just don't get paid for it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not on here hawking ads, uh, you know, the whole show or half the show or even at all on the show. Uh, so in exchange for not doing advertisements for a third of the show, I would like if you would help us grow the show. And that means telling somebody uh, if it gave you some sort of benefit, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it made you a better person, if it gave you some skills, uh, which this episode definitely will. Please share the show. And that's what we do. Fuck yeah. So what's up, dude? What's going on? That was a little little, little saucy intro, man. I like it. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. get we, we both know you'll get what you, you, you get order. You get what you order. <laughs> you get what you order. Yeah. Well, I got three good ones for you, brother. Yeah. And uh, let these guys know, like, where you guys submit your questions. This is actually. Yeah, this is user generated content. Bro, how would we do this where people could call in during the show? That's a joke question. That would be cool. I would like to like actually have people call in and, and ask us question. answer the question. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. That'd be cool. So let's try to get to that. That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. But yeah, guys, these are all your questions. So email, and they can be about anything. They can be about life, business, um, whatever it is. Email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Um, and if they're good questions, they will be asked. Yeah, if they're shitty, we won't answer them. We won't. That, you send those to the other people that answer questions. They, the ones who give you just the A's and not the AF, you send those <laughs> stupid questions to them. To your life gur- gurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about All right, man. let's get going. Yeah, I, got, I got some good ones for you. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy, uh, you have amassed a really nice car collection, mm-hmm. okay? Um, over the 23 years in business it took you to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, are those emotional purchases? Or, or like, what are your thoughts? What's your takes on emotional purchases? Do you consider your cars Listen, as emotional purchases? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, you're going to have two kinds of purchases in your life. You're going to have necessities and things that make sense. And then you're going to have emotional purchases. And it's not that you should only have logical purchases that make sense. It's that you should be aware whether or not the purchases you make are emotional or uh, financially beneficial slash logical decisions, investments. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a common thing that people get confused about. Uh, it's actually a really good question. Um, and it's something that I think everybody needs to understand that it's okay to make emotional purchases as long as you understand that emotions are involved. 
Mm. You know, a lot of people, they buy their own, their house, right? And they think of it as an investment. But the truth of it is, is that like, unless you get really lucky or unless the market works in your favor or unless, um, you know, you stay there for a really long time or unless you pay cash, the truth of the matter is, is your own home that you live in really isn't even an investment Mm. because you're paying interest. And over the course of 30 years, the interest is going to equate, you know, to roughly the, the cost of the house. Um, you're going to live there, let's say for five years. And, you know, you have all these expenses that add up that cost you money. Mm -hmm. Uh, the improvements you do that you put in the house are going to cost you money. And so a lot of people are taught that, you know, your own home is your biggest investment and it can be, but it's just not always that way. And, you know, people say, I hear auto commercials, your car is your second biggest investment. Your car is not a fucking investment. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> your car is a cost of living. Right. Okay. Your house is usually also a cost of living. Mm. All right. So you get to decide how much emotion and how much logic you put into those decisions and how this would come into play for your house would be like, what kind of quality of life do I want? Do I want right. neighbors? Do I not want neighbors? Do I want to drive a little further? Do I want to drive a little shorter? These are more emotional decisions um, once you get past the basic level of survival. Right. And that's okay. You just have to be aware of it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like- what, what's... My cars have turned into an investment yeah. because I bought them, I mean, many years ago. And then the ones I have now, the market has adjusted in a way where those cars are going for hundreds of thousands of dollars over sticker. And I've built the relationships to get those cars at sticker cost over right. the last decade or so. Right now that's a lucky thing for me. Like I, but, but dude, I also understand that the market will adjust and it could go to where those cars are worth nothing. Right. I still like them. So for me, they're an emotional buy. The, ha- the fact that I happen to be up on my collection and millions and millions of dollars that's cool. Yeah. But that's not why I do it. Right, right, right. Right? My house. I don't have to live in a crazy house. I live in a fucking estate. I mean, legit. It's yeah. like when you think of an estate and you put a picture in your face or in your head about what an estate looks like, it's it's probably going to look like my state. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. Motherfucker got grounds. Okay? Yeah, it's yeah. grounds, dude. <laughs> right, it ain't, right. it ain't a, <laughs> it, it's not just a big house, yeah. you know? And that was a dream of mine. In fact, that whole house, that exact house was a dream of mine for 20 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's emotional. I don't have to live there, bro. And to be completely honest, it doesn't make me any happier to live there than when I lived in the very first house that I bought. Hmm. So it's, you know, once you're back, once you're past the basic point of survival, uh, most things are emotional bias. It's quality of life, right? Like, do I want to roll up? In a, um, you know, and a lot of guys think differently, you know, they, they want, they don't care what they drive. You know, they drive a fucking, you know, old beater with, you know, cracks in the windshield and stuff like that. And that's fine. Everybody's different. Yeah. They're cool Um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. And people, and those, some of those guys roll up and they got fucking $20 million in their fucking, you know, portfolio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't judge someone on their lifestyle, um, Either way, like there's a lot of guys I know that live beyond their means. Right. Well, you know I mean, what I mean? Like what's the dangers of the emotional purchase? Though, well, right? like, you, you just don't want to overextend, you know, your basic rules of personal finance. Like yeah. I, I live, I live my life on a certain percentage of my income and I have lived my life on a certain percentage of my income since 
I was making no money. When you were forced to. Yeah, and yeah. I, I disciplined myself out like that. And so now my machines that I have, the businesses I own generate enough income where I'm able to live this really nice life on that same percentage, which keeps it in check. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So it, it's, it's okay to be emotional and buy things that you enjoy and buy things that you like. Um, but you have to be aware of it. I think where people really get into uh, problems is when they're, when they buy things thinking that they're an actual investment. Right. And it's just an emotional purchase. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's where you get in trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the house thing. You know, if you have a house that costs yeah. 200 grand and in five years it, it, you could sell it for 250, um, you didn't make any money, bro. I hate to say it. Right. Because over that five years, you spent 50 grand probably just maintaining the house on improvements and this and that. Mm -hmm. And people will sell the house for 250 and be like, fuck, I, I made 50 grand. You didn't make shit. Yeah, right. Like, and that financial, that financial ignorance is what gets people in trouble. And you have to, you have to educate yourself financially independently of what society says, because society will tell you that a house is an investment no matter what, and that a car is your second biggest investment. They don't, they want you to be ignorant. Right. Like, I hope everybody understands that. They want you to be financially illiterate. There is an, people say this all the time. Why didn't they teach you in high school about this and this and this? There's a reason. Because what do you do right after high school? You go to college. college. Yeah. And what do you do when you go to college? Getting fucking massive amounts of debt. That's right. You sign up for hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, which they want you to fucking not understand so that then you're chained to it for the rest of your life. So if you're a young person listening to this show, that is not an anti-college statement. That's an anti-financial ignorance statement. Right. Okay. Right. So like you parents and kids, you guys should be learning finances right now. Like if they're 12 years old, you should be trying to, and if your parents, if you don't know, you should learn so that you can educate your kids because the school system will not do it. Definitely not. And society will not do it and they don't do it intentionally. So, um, but dude, once you get past survival, which, you know, your goals your goal should be accumulating wealth, not saving your pennies, okay? You should be focused more on creating the engines that bring the, the flow in than you are on uh, trying to save, you know, this and that and this uh, out of your whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to be aggressive with trying to pursue a higher income level because that gives you more options. Right. That's real. <clears throat> It's real. Andy, question number two for you. Uh, let's get on relationships a little bit. So the, uh, this person says, Andy, um, I've been with my significant other for five years. Um, I'm starting to see a decent amount of success in my business. What are your thoughts on prenups? I know he also he says, I know that um, you don't know our relationship like that, but what's your overall thoughts on prenups? I think it depends. I think it depends on, the, on where you are when you get into business. Mm. You know, for me, I don't have one. Um, I, I, <clears throat> I don't regret not having one. Even if things were to go awry, um, I wouldn't be here without the support of Emily. Right. Right. She's done so much, so much for me in my life, uh, supported me. You know, she didn't build this company, but I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without that support yeah. in a many, in many different ways. So for me, I think the attitude has always been, you know, if someone's around and supports you and helps you and pushes you, even if they're not a part of the business, 
you should recognize that as a contribution to your success because it is. Yeah. And anybody who's tried to build a business with a negative partner, which I have, you re- you start to value people who are who are even neutral and and in my case supportive uh, in a very strong way, right? Yeah. Um. So, I think the best attitude when it comes to that, um. Is that you know, and then you're if you're older, right, and you built this huge company and you sold it, and then you meet someone, that, then it's probably a good idea, right, right, right. because that's real that you're protecting your own shit. Well, gold diggers do exist, right, hundred percent. And <laughs> dude, most people will do a lot. They'll do very dirty shit. They'll lie. They'll cheat. They'll pretend to be who you want to be to get money. Yeah. And um, you will never get money that way. By the way, mm. you will never win that way. You will always fucking pay for that. Um. <clears throat> But, you know, I don't personally have one. I think if that person's made a financial contribution, or not a financial, but a support contribution to this business, you know, taking care of the home, uh, making life easy, not nagging, not making it hard, uh, because building a business is fucking hard, man. And if you have someone that supports you and makes your home life stable and not, um, you know, nagging or negative and, and emotionally draining, um, I think you should consider that when you consider, you know, the wealth that you create, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it really comes down to doing the right thing, what's right. And, and it sounds like I'm going to make some assumptions about that person. Let's say five years, they've been with the person the whole time. They built a successful company and they're starting to see some wealth. I would say the person's probably contributed to that tremendously. Yeah. Now, if you're coming home every day and they're bringing drama to you or, or you're they're they're yeah. texting you 400 times a day or they're fucking making it hard for you to succeed. That's a conversation that uh, needs to be had and corrected because dude, I would say fuck a prenup. Do we even need to get married? That's what I'm saying. That's what (laughs) I'm saying. What you, you guys, you, you guys need to understand that having a partner in life is not about, uh, you know, the sexual attraction or, or the way someone looks or this or that. It's about having like a best friend that will fucking help you through all the hard shit because you're going to fucking need it because life is fucking hard. And I think if people put a little more thought into selecting, you know, because, dude, lots of people are beautiful, right? Until until, uh, you get to the part where it actually counts and they ain't that beautiful. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to really be smart about selecting who you're going to be with uh, when it comes to those things. And and for those of you, like, for those of you who want to attract someone who has their shit going on, that's the kind of partner you need to work to become. Someone who supports, someone who contributes, someone who takes uh, the load and, and shares it. Yeah. You know, those are the things that, that really matter in a relationship. Yeah, that's fucking real, man. Yeah. But I think there's a place, in a, there's a time and a place for a prenup. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's just my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's real. Yeah. Guys, our third and final question for you. I mean, the truth is, bro, you should be with someone where if shit went bad, you could sit down with them and have a real discussion and say, okay, here's what I think is fair. This is the way I think it should go. And you should be able to trust that that person's going to be able to work it out with you. Yeah. And if you're not with someone like that and you're with someone who would even fucking like try to fuck you, you're with the wrong person. Right. As we say, you probably shouldn't. I mean, fuck fuck thinking about pre Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Andy, question number three for you. Uh, 23 years in business, what was one mistake or a bad decision that you've made 
that you that you believe you made the biggest you turned it into the biggest lesson you learned the most from Mm. man i don't know if there's a biggest one like there's been a lot of big ones but i mean it could have been a small small mistake but gave you the biggest lesson listen it's not important it's it, the important is not the specific episode. Mm-hmm. The importance of the question is you should adopt the mentality of every time you get kicked in the face, you learn a lesson. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't, it doesn't matter what challenges I've gone through. I could give you a thousand because I'm still making mistakes on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I've just adjusted my perspective to a point where <clears throat> I understand certain things. Very few negative occurrences in your life are going to bury you. In fact, mm. I, I've never seen anyone buried by one single event or yeah. two single events. But what I have seen them buried by is one or two single events that they continue to repeat over and over and over and over again. Right, right. All right? So Because it's a choice. Yes. Yeah. It's not the specific. It, my specifics of my story are, are irrelevant, and I'm not dodging the question. I just couldn't tell you because yeah. I'm always learning, and I'm always getting my face kicked in on a daily basis. So if you could just adopt the attitude to understand that bad things are going to happen, bad things happen to everyone. When those bad things happen, you have to, you have to get back up off the fucking ground and you got to learn your lesson and keep moving forward. And if you do that, you will win because most people get kicked in the face and they let the self doubt creep in or they let the negative talk creep in or, you know, someone tells them, you know, something that really pegs at their insecurities. You know, no one fucking actually likes you when you really feel like no one actually likes you, right? Shit like that. And and so they go into their turtle shell and they don't ever try to do anything for the rest of their lives. They just say, man, I'm I'm shitty because obviously people think I'm shitty. Right. And, you know, it's not that, bro. You know, people are fucking cruel. People say mean shit. People do mean shit. And I think those things are, uh, you know, those when those things happen, it's a test of your character to forgive, stand up, you know, dust yourself off and keep moving forward. Right. You know, right. like I, I don't think anybody that's listening to this uh, should consider themselves at the mercy of other people's opinions because it's just not the reality. Yeah. It will only be that reality if you allow that reality to be created for you. So it's important for you to understand that you know, yes, bad things are going to happen. Yes, people are going to say mean shit. Yes, all the shit that you probably are afraid of is probably going to happen. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to make it. Right. You're going to survive. So get the fuck up and take another step forward, man. Like, dude, um, I have a guy here at the office who is 19 years old and he's in a wheelchair. He had his leg amputated. Okay. Uh, He he didn't know he had uh, diabetes. He went into diabetic coma, woke up with no leg. Yeah. 19 years old, bro. You know, the kid's the most positive kid in this building. He's fucking strong as fuck. He understands, hey, man, it is what it is. I'm going to fucking keep moving. Mm. And that's the attitude you got to have. Because if you don't have that attitude, dude, the world will stomp you out like a fucking old cigarette. Yeah. It's just reality. What gets me, though, man, because, I mean, I know you see it. and But what really gets me, man, is when people create their own like they, they it's like they kick themselves in the fucking face that's because to, to be the victim culture yeah. victim culture right now is popular right the way you get like shares and comments online is by pretending that you're like struggling through some shit and then everybody mm-hmm. comes around and says oh mm-hmm. but that only works for a minute 
Right. You know, once you do it 20 times, people start saying, God, you're a negative person. Right. What fuck's wrong with you? And right. they start resenting you. Right. They might still click like on that photo, but they don't want to spend time with you because you're negative as fuck. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't buy into that victim culture society perpetuates because it's a trend. It's not reality. It's not human nature. Human nature is being a motherfucking warrior. Human nature is getting up. Human nature is progressing. Human, human nature is pushing past limits. It's showing other humans what's actually possible. Dude, when you think about all the shit that's created in this world, and you look around at the buildings and the businesses and the technology and the, all the amazing shit, people created that. And behind every one of those stories is a whole bunch of people that said, dude, you're fucking crazy. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting your time on that project? What? Oh, you think we could do this? You're fucking insane. That's the world until you do it. Mm. And so you have to understand that that's just reality. And if you're operating in, with an understanding that that's the real way that people are, it doesn't really hurt you when they do that stuff because you just understand that's the truth. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, yeah, okay. Like when people say shit to me, you know, when they, when they, I understand people very well. That's what I do for a living. So I know that when people attack me and they say, oh, he's got anger issues or he's too intense or he's this or that, or he's this or that, or this, or this, or this, all they're doing is pointing out the shit in me that they don't, that they know they lack. Mm. That's why it triggers them. Like when you, when you see someone that you don't like and it triggers you and they're just doing their thing. It, what you're mad at is you're mad at yourself because you lack that quality in them. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's your own insecurity. when you should see it as, man, I wish I had that, that confidence or I wish I had that intensity or I wish I had that focus or I wish I had that drive and start to work on those things. Right. And that's how you get healthier. Right. You know what I mean? Or Andy, how the fuck did you develop that passion? Right? Like, like I mean, you can flip it even that way, man. Y yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, start yeah. asking questions, man, instead of getting angry about everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only way to get better, bro. Yeah. So That's real, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a follow-up question on what you said. Um, let's say you're doing a project, and keeping aside the data, you don't know anything data, are you hopeful in a positive way? Because you said bad things happen to everybody. So let's say you're going to do build a building or you're going to start a company. So you know I'm going to spend this much money. I have this much facts. So I know this is going to work this way. Like how always you are calculated that way, right? But let's say you don't have the facts. Are you hopeful towards a project? Are you optimistic? Because you said bad things happen to everybody. Well, no, I go into projects knowing that things are going to happen. So like I don't, I'm not, I don't allow that to surprise me. I expect it, right? And probably sometimes because I expect it, they actually happen. But if I'm prepared for it and I expect it, I know I can handle it and I know that I'll learn a new lesson through that. Does that make sense? That's where I was heading. Yeah. Because you also believe in the law of attraction and yes. you're putting energy out. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also expecting that bad things also happen yeah. all the time. Yeah. But see, I look at bad things as a good thing because I know that it improves my whatever tools I need to have. So like when I see, when I see a challenge that would be called a bad thing, right? Um, I see it as, okay, well, what do we learn? This is a new one. Okay, well, we learn this and this and this. And I see it as an investment into my skill set um, and an opportunity to improve as opposed to, you know, oh, man, I'm doomed and all this shit always happens to me. It could also be a self-esteem builder, too, because knowing that 
Well, you only a lot of other motherfuckers that would just stop just quit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It builds your confidence a hundred percent, and it builds your belief in yourself. Like, dude, purposefully putting yourself in situations to test yourself or overcome challenges is probably the most healthy thing you could ever do as a human being. Because how are you going to know who you are or believe in who you are or trust in your skill set if you never test that skill set? Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You know, there's there's a lot to that, but I think, you know, that's a great question for sure. Awesome. Well, guys, Andy, that is three. We'll yeah. Pay the fee. Yeah, guys, if it made you think, if it taught you something, if it gave you a new perspective, I appreciate you sharing the show. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.